This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working With People by PaveStep. The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Joseph here with us today. How's it going, Joseph? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you doing? Good. It's Friday. I can't complain, you know? <laughs> CGIF, man. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about the process of building truly diverse teams, right? Some of the tactics, some of the stories that you've had. Uh, we would love to hear more. But before we get to that, uh, tell us about you and what you do. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, so I am Joseph. I am one of the co-founders and CEO of Equitable. And Equitable, we are a HR tech, we are a HR analytics company. So you know, for us, we make it easy for companies uh, to gain insights from their HR data, right? Um, essentially, just really by helping them bridge the gap between like having data and actually having insights, right? These days, I mean, as you as you know, there's so many, so many tools in the market, right? There's from recruiting to to performance to you know you to engagement. I mean, you name it, and that has caused like a lot of silos of data. Mm -hmm. um, and and our our jobs really are equitable is really to solve that and, and give companies um, just you know just the the insights that they need uh, to make their day to day decisions. So that's what equitable does, um, and that's that's a, that's a bit about myself. Awesome, awesome. So, what's the benefit of having a diverse team? I know this has been a really hot topic over the last several years, but especially over the last eighteen months. Um, anything you want to hit there? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that's something that has always been a part of just my ethos, right? So um, I, a little bit of my background is, so I, I built the People Analytics team along, alongside one of my co-founders and just, just an amazing team back at WeWork, right? So we built a People Analytics team um, there. And, you know, at the highest point, we are about a team of 15. Um, and there was this running joke, which was, which was great that we were at the UN, <laughs> we were at the UN. Um, and that was partly because we had, I mean, we had every, like we had basically just, it was such a diverse, it was probably the most diverse team, um, you know, and, you know, from, we had Indians on our teams, China, people from Nigeria, like we had, you know, gay, straight, like they really, like we had like just very diverse team. Um, and, and a very culturally rich, rich team. Um, and so that really came out in the work. We delivered such an amazing work at the time because whenever we got into a room, we would, you know, you know there was different diverse perspectives that, that were brought to the table. Everyone had a chance to really speak. And, and for us, obviously, like, the, you know, the, the best ideas win, win. And so from that perspective, we saw just the best ideas come from people that, someone that doesn't look like me, someone that had a different right. lived experience. And that, 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 and that, that really, I mean, if you ask even today, people are like, oh, that people analytics team that we built was incredible because we delivered such an amazing just work for our, for our stakeholders. And so I think the biggest benefits really, one of some of the biggest benefits is really just kind of that, 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 that diversity of thought um, and, and, and action as well, um, as opposed to kind of, if everyone grew up in Connecticut and went to Yale, then, 
wow, like you all have the same exact lived experiences and it's just same. And it's not as, you know, you don't, you don't have someone that can just come with something entirely different. And so I learn every day from being in, you know, on a diverse team for sure. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about the tactical process, right? So yeah. what is, you know, what have you seen that's been successful um, in building a diverse team from a process or tactics perspective? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting, right? You know, people struggle to say, oh, it's, it's actually hard. People say, oh, this, this struggle to, to build diverse teams. Oh, it's building diverse teams are hard. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I, I kind of beg to differ a little bit. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think, I, I think you, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think if you look for them, I think if you look for, 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 for if you look to kind of do that, you can, um, you know, at the time, you know, again, I use WeWork because we, 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 that was the first time I was really able to prove my, some of the theories I had at the time they were saying, Hey, people will say, Hey, we can't find women engineers. It's hard, like diverse women, engineers, like, you know, black women engineers or Indian women, engineers. like there was all these things. Oh, we can't find that. And on my team, back how we work, I think we had something like six women engineers, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, I think like three of them were Indian. I think two of them were like Asian. And then like the one, one of them was white. Like we just proved like, so when people say, oh, we can't, I'm like, look at my team. We did it. Like, because we took steps. Like, so if you say, hey, I want to do, I want to build a diverse team and you don't actually sit down to say, okay, well, how do I craft, first of all, the job description, right? So that way, you know, there's even from the job description, the craft of the job description to making sure that you have a diverse candidate slate, slate in terms of people applying and, you know, and actually you, you yourself going out to also source that mm -hmm. and then walking through this process really like just knowing this is what I want to do, you're never going to get there because it's just not going to happen, right? You just, you can't just say, we're going to have a diverse team and then just hope for the best. You actually have to take steps. And so we did that. So from crafting the job description to having a diverse candidate slate to going out there and sourcing for that and really talking, trying to talk to people and say, hey, look, this is what we're trying to do here. You know, sell that vision. You're not going to do that. And so for me, it just comes down to saying it, saying it is one thing, but actually taking the steps is another thing. And there's a lot of amazing women engineers out there. You just have to find them. They're there. <laughs> and you have to obviously pay them well. So, so that's kind of, that's what I would say in terms of the actual process of building these diverse teams. Gotcha. And when you think about like the interview process, right? Let's dig in a little bit deeper. And obviously um, there's a lot of biases that come through, especially when you have diverse candidates. Any tips on, you know, interviewers or HR teams um, or just recruiters you know, who want diverse talent, but understand that there's some biases that in the interview process and the recruiting process, any way to kind of fight that and combat that? Yeah, I mean, you know, you can, I always, I always say to, to my team and anyone that cares to listen, really, that you can't really fully remove bias, right? You can de-bias the process, but to fully remove it is naive, is naive thinking, right? But I think the, the, what, what it is, is you should be aware of, you know, your potential biases, Mm -hmm. um and 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 really check yourself but i think the the big thing that i've seen is is just the power of numbers right and that having a set a set structure for your interviews so if you ask everyone a different question then it's hard to really judge off of mm -hmm. that's really kind of you know so okay well because everyone is not being measured by the same yardstick right and so 
And so one of the things I say is like, okay, especially when I went to the same school as you, great. But you should ask those people, this, anyone, this, everyone the same exact question. And so that's the first thing. So having a structure, saying, here are the questions we're going to ask. And so that way everyone is essentially like, you know, you look at everyone based on the same kind of measurement is the first thing. Mm-hmm. And I think having a diverse, uh, if, you, if, you have, if you have a company, if you have a larger company, you have, you know, like, you have people internally that are, that look different from each other, that are different from each other. Having a diverse interview panel as well, right? right. Um, you know, you can have three, four, five. Just have a certain a set number, so that way you might see something a certain way. A different person sees that a certain way, and all of you are asking this. You know, you have a set set of you have a set set of questions. You're asking the same questions, and then you can reconvene and say, okay, well, what did you think of this person? And so even if you have a bias, like chances are, like maybe. It's, two or three other people might see it different from how you see things as well. So I've seen that really work, right? Diverse candidate slates, diverse, um, obviously diverse interview panel, the same set of questions, right? Um, that you're judging everyone off of. I hate the word judging, but, but you're like, <laughs> but you're, you know, you're using to kind of check everyone. Yeah. And I think that that really helps to at least de-bias the process a lot. Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely makes sense. So when you think about once they're in the workforce, right, and you talked about one of the biggest benefits, which is the creativity and innovation coming from different perspectives of the team members. Yeah. How can managers and leaders encourage like inclusive behavior and, and, and psychological safety effectively, right, in the workforce? Because you know, getting them into the door is one thing, um, yeah. but keeping them and making sure that they can voice their opinions and, 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 and kind of reaping the benefit that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. What are some tips there? Yeah, I think, I think one of the things I, I've seen at least that worked for me early in my, early in my career is, is I think giving space to fail. <laughs> uh, I don't... Things you can't succeed if you don't fail, right? And <laughs> mm-hmm. it sounds ridiculous, but you have to try saying things and it doesn't work, and then you figure out what works. And, and those, I mean, you you have to give that space. You basically you can't punish people for failing. Hmm. That's just what it is, right? Because if you know, if someone sees that oh, I did this one thing, I, I I tried, I experimented, I tried this one thing that I thought could work, and then you know it didn't work. Let's say. And then they were supposed to get a promotion and they didn't. And they were supposed to get a raise and they did. And then maybe they even got fired. What's going to happen is everyone else is going to look at that and be like, I don't want to be John Doe over there that, that was trying to be a hero or whatever. They're trying to be, right. be creative. And then they fired him. Right? Like, it's, I've seen that happen. Right? And so, and then even if people had ideas about things, they just keep it to themselves. And and, and that, that doesn't help the company, doesn't help anyone in the long run. And so I, th- I think giving space, not punishing people for failing and actually saying that, like saying and living that, saying, hey, look, you can try all these different things and encouraging people to try things to be innovative and, and giving them um, autonomy to a certain degree, right? Like say, hey, look, just, you can try out these different things. And, and just that I think can be, is one of the things that come to mind in terms of encouraging people to, you know, to encouraging just like yeah just diverse thoughts and people to not be afraid to speak and that's one of the things that i i think is a is a is a is a big it's a big plus i would say yeah and tactically i've seen some like really interesting ideas around this where you think about like 
you know, giving space, like time, like dedicated to doing something completely random or something completely, you know, innovative or something that's never been done. And even actually, but like booking uh, budgets around that, yeah. where it's like, hey, look, like of our hundred dollar budget, like we're going to dedicate $10 of this and you can think about it like gambling, right? Yeah. Like we, we want to see what, what we can do with this. And, mm. um, and we want people to have the room to be okay to fail, right? Like you said. Absolutely. It's a, that's a game changer. That's, yeah. I mean, the thing that it just does to your mind, that you know, okay, well, like, okay, well, I'm not going to get punished if I try out this thing and it doesn't work out. It's, right. part, of, it's part of the learning experience. And so what, what, what ends up happening is that you just see an explosion of just like innovation, right? You just right. see like people just come to the table with like different things. And, and yeah, I, I just think that's, that is the way, like trying to just stifle any kind of creativity. <laughs> I don't think in the long run it helps any companies. It just becomes stale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One kind of last question for you. What are some of the ways that companies and organizations can celebrate employee differences? What have you been seeing that's been like unique and successful and fun? Any thoughts there? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways I mean, you can celebrate differences. Um, I think part of the things are, is really acknowledging like people Acknowledging people at times where they need to be acknowledged. What I mean by that is there's so many celebrations now, right? Like, and, and rightfully so from like, you know, like you have Black History Month and acknowledging those kind of things to, you know, you have um, Gay Parade, you have, you have all these things, you have like so many things now that, they, you know, like, and then companies are saying, hey, look, uh, we see you, we, 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 we acknowledge the difference and, and you know, and I see, I see certain things where like, people post on, you know, on their comments, like celebrate, like post on their company website or, or even internally and just like, like celebrating and just saying, hey, like we see you, we understand like the history of X, Y, Z. We, you know, we, 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 we are happy to have, you know, those kind of messages. We're happy to have people like you in our company. Like you, 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 bring, you bring such a, uh, you basically make our organization rich with culture. And so I think just like, you know, or they, you know, even like different things like, oh, well, Diwali is like the, the, the Indian mm. celebration and just like acknowledging those things or there's all those different um we had the, the Chinese New Year <laughs> so if you have people with the organizations like the different cultural or or, or the orientation or all those kind of things really celebrating those days or those months or at least just even in a, a simple message those things are really powerful I, I find and then like, and then, and then it even goes down to even something as simple as just like birthdays, like acknowledging birthdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, like gift cards. And but bottom line is like, well, look, we all, there is, there are differences that we all share. But I think, I think, and in terms of culture, in terms of sexual orientation, race, ethnicity, all of that stuff. But I think if we see each other and say, yes, I see, I, I see, I see that, I understand this, I acknowledge this. And then like that, just leads to a rich cultural or a rich culture, I would say, within your own organization. I think. Yeah, yeah. So it starts acknowledging that and, and celebrating the differences that we all that we all share. So I just simple things like that. I think could be powerful. Um, I would say, um, yeah. What What about you? What What are, What are some of the ways that you've seen that organizations kind of would? I know you're asking, but I'm asking. Yeah, you see that as well. I've seen kind of a, one cool idea, which was um, like potluck. That's Ooh. kind of interesting, right? 
it's yeah. a little bit of work personally, but <laughs> depending on which that. cuisine you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. And actually, there was a uh, there was another thing which was like potluck, but you actually don't cook your own cuisine. You oh, you like you cook somebody else's oh, cuisine in the team, you know? Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting too. Yeah, we did that once. We did that in our team back at WeWork actually. Uh, we, there was a potluck thing and then we, we all brought we all made our own food at home and everyone right. was so amazing because we all everyone made something different and then we they were like oh oh how did you make that so i was like oh that was my mom's recipe from india right, and that right, was right. this and i was like oh that's pretty sick and it was pretty awesome like so yeah that's such a great thing to do i mean like you know in the world whereby if you're ever in all in person that's what yeah. you can always you can do as well so yeah, that's pretty absolutely. sick yeah 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 awesome. yeah it's yeah i think i think you're right it's these small things that companies can do at a very low or no cost yeah. right and, and it just shows that you care and it shows that you're actually you know invested in the business uh, in, in the process in the culture hmm. and in inclusion so that makes a lot of sense Absolutely. awesome where can the audience find you and your thought leadership so yeah i mean equitable.com um go to how do you spell it i know you spell it a little differently so it's e-q-t-b-l-e Dot com. So it's like, you know, it's equitable, but like we, we, we spelt it the, the, the startup-y way because frankly, we just couldn't get the domain. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> but yeah, you go to equitable.com um, and, you know, we have our blog there and we post a lot of things that we talk about internally. But you can always also follow us on like Twitter as well. So equitable, um, same, same spell on Twitter, equitable, type in equitable to Twitter. It's a unique name. So you It'll pop up and then you can always follow, follow, follow us on LinkedIn. You follow me on LinkedIn. My name is Joseph Ifiegu. Step in Equitable. I am one of the employees in the company. So you can always find us there. And like for me, I'm, I'm always happy to talk about HR analytics, diversity, inclusion, equity, belonging, all those things, something I am passionate about. So always happy to, um, you know, jump on a call or just, you know, yeah, all that good stuff. So, yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thanks, Joseph. Thank you so much.